edition of the On The Talk Spotlight Series, we are live from the podcast studio at Shop Talk 2019. We're here to discuss the technologies, the company, and especially right now, the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. We'd first, of course, like to thank our podcast sponsors as well. First up, Market Beyond. Market Beyond provides Fortune 500 brands and online retailers with actionable insights. Insights that optimize e-commerce efficiencies at the product level. Their unique technology employs advanced machine learning and AI across billions of online shopping journeys, correcting deficiencies in product assortments, pricing models, website traffic, and other conversion factors, thereby ensuring growth in both revenue and market share. And of course, as well, Moz. Moz is the most trusted authority in online search with powerful SEO and local search platforms that improve the position of your brand, locations, and competitive rank in search results. Well, I got to tell you, we are excited. This is our first podcast here from the show, and we are absolutely thrilled because we are turning our spotlight today on none other than Shop Talk's Chief Global Content Officer, Zia Daniel Wigder. Zia, welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate your having me. It is so awesome to have you. So how's the show going? Let's just start there. It's great. It's incredibly hectic. Um, we are at about 8,500 people, of which you know the wow. overwhelming majority have checked in. I think it was well over 7,500 last time I heard. That's um, so me. there's just a whole lot going on, a whole lot of new initiatives, a whole lot of people here. So hectic's probably a good word. Yeah. And so how does that compare? Like when you go back through the history of Shop Talk, how does sure. that compare to year one? This is what year four. This is year four right now. Um, I mean, I think it's great now. Part of the reason it's so hectic is we have all these new programs that we've introduced this year. We have people coming from all over the world. It's gotten bigger and bigger every year. So, you know, year one, we were 3,100 people, 31. Yep, which is bigger than what we'd originally anticipated when we started the show. But still, we're, you know, well over twice that size now. It's incredible. Yeah. And I think what's so fascinating is you see all of the, like, noise and everything happening on LinkedIn right now about a conference. I mean, you, people are so excited about this. Hey. How does that feel? You know? It's great. I mean, I think what that's the best part of it is seeing other people who are just as excited about what's happening in this industry as we are and that are buying into the vision of retail, you know, fundamentally changing and right. things moving forward being extremely different than what they've been in the past. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. So tell yep. us a little bit about, I'd love to hear Shop Talk's history. I'd love to hear your background too yep. and, and sure. how you came to Shop Talk. Absolutely. Uh, so Shop Talk was founded in 2015 by Anil, whom you know, and John Weiner. Um, they had a vision that was going to you know, be based kind of off of what they'd done with Money 2020, which is in fintech and payments, a very large event that you know brings together all the different parts of the fintech and payments industry. But they wanted to do that for retail. So I joined them shortly after the company was founded to help build the you know the content for the show. So the agenda, recruit the speakers, identify the companies that are doing interesting things in retail. So I joined having spent seven years at Forrester, overseeing kind of the oh, global wow. omni-channel research there. So in some ways not completely different uh, in terms of what I was doing before still looking at global retail trends distilling them down into you know uh, easily digestible bits and right, figuring right. out who's doing interesting things just totally different end product right so what is the day in the life of Zia then in that so as the chief global content officer what, yep. what are you doing day in and day out to make this thing happen so we work very closely together as a content team. There are three of us. So I work with you know, Christina Gustafson and Joe Laszlo. And between the three of us, we spend just a lot of time talking both about, you know, A, what's happening in retail, and B, companies that we come across that we think are doing interesting things, whether it be kind of on the business model side or on the technology side. So 
we, as I said, spend lots of time sort of debating it and then lots of time on the phone. You know, I would say the, the job changes a lot depending how far ahead of the conference we are. Uh, you know, if it's six months ahead, we're right. doing lots of research and right. you know figuring out whom we want to try and recruit. If it's closer to the event, we're preparing speakers and trying to make sure that they have the same vision for the session that we do, and you know amending that if they have great ideas that we haven't included, or in some cases, sort of you know trying to rein them in if they're going in a direction that's a little different than what we felt was the direction we wanted to go with it. Right, right. So you made two big announcements mm -hmm. right before Shop Talk we this did. week. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. Sure. So Retail Club um, is a new program that we're going to be launching after Shop Talk, which okay. will be a series of different local events. So um, you know, Shop Talk has been you know fantastic, but as a you know once a year event, we felt like we wanted to have more opportunities for people to interact. Additionally, you know, our mission is to create more personalized interactions. So as we start to build this community and we know more about the people who are part of it, the things that they're interested in, as you know, they've indicated as they join new things like table talks, um, we're able to use the information to be able to create groups of people, you know, 10, 15 people who will be able to get together either for dinners or you know, various social events. Yeah. in their local communities and increasingly it may not even be your own local community you may be traveling to New York or San Francisco and want to be able to tap mm. into you know a community there and right. uh, extend your networks and I think a lot of people are looking for people at their peer level right. um, to be able to bounce ideas off of so many of us spend so much time you know in the workplace or at home right. with family there's not a whole lot of time to expand your personal network and right. this is an opportunity to, to do that and you guys can authentically do that I think you you see the way that people feel about coming to this show and now there's an opportunity to kind of extend that throughout the year which I'm really excited about and I can't wait for one to be in Thanks. Minneapolis yeah no we're excited <laughs> to expand beyond New York you know New York is home base for us so it's sort of a natural place to begin but sure. we're excited for some of the other cities as well yeah um, and then the other one I think that you were referencing yeah. was the retail education certificate yes. which right. is a new program that we're launching this year which uh, is a certificate that you will automatically qualify for if you complete 10 credits of content uh, and by completing it I mean attending different sessions uh, at the event if you go to you know the equivalent of 10 credits of agenda sessions tech talks table talks you will receive a you know, digital certificate probably about three weeks after the event, which will say that you you know took part in all of these different activities, and it's a way for you know for people to show that they've been spending their time well at the event if they're looking to sort of justify their time away from the office, yeah. as well as you know it gives people an indication kind of, of look you should be you know participating in some of these sessions you know it's a good kind of benchmark for you know try and see if you can get to this level. Yes. Yeah, and I'm curious too because I want my certificate. <laughs> so logistically, how does that work? Do I just show up and you guys know pretty much where I've been and, yes. and, and how it works? Yep. It's that simple. And it's that, that simple. Uh, we use, you know, BLE beacons to mm -hmm. you know, see which sessions go into. Um, it's really about, you know, the time that you spend in sessions. So it's not sort of you have to go to one session and sit there for 40 minutes. You right. know, in the case of a track session, if you want to go to another one, that's fine. We just want to, you know recognize those people that really are committed to the content here. That's awesome. That's I love that idea because my wife's a dentist and she's always doing continuing <laughs> education. And I was shocked that we don't have to do that in retail. Like we just More, we just yeah. start 20 years ago in our career and somehow yeah. we don't have to continue right, to educate yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Although we probably we probably have less impact on people's teeth than your wife does. That's true. Probably 
true. Although there's hopefully. been some white teeth up on stage yeah, today, I've noticed. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So a couple other things I want to ask you about. Because one of the things I think is really interesting, as we've been walking the halls today, yep. I've been hearing a lot of positive feedback on the hosted brands and retailers program. Good. How does that work? Sure. So that's another one of the products where we use our personalization engine to create uh, matches between brands and retailers who are assessing technologies and the tech companies that provide them. So we have extremely detailed information from those who take part, the brands and retailers, and they receive a free ticket plus $750 or up to $1,000 wow. in uh, T&E reimbursement if they take part. Uh, we ask them which technologies they are you know, looking to invest in going forward. We also ask the sponsors the types of companies that they're interested in meeting with. Then it's a double opt-in process where they okay. both have to want to meet with each other. Yeah. And they're allowed to push back if someone says, no, I'm really not interested in meeting with that company. Let's say it's a sponsor. They can say, well, actually, we're really interested in meeting with you for the following reason. And that gives them the opportunity to say, oh, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's kind of like Tinder for a, a trade show conference. It is definitely a, a matchmaking uh, process. Chris stole that from one of our listeners. I'm yes, Joe Sweeney, <laughs> if you're listening, I credit you there. You're but, right. That but is your they line. Were, they yeah. said it was like it was perfectly matched. I yeah. mean, the content is there. You have just the right amount of time to have the important conversations that yeah. are going to produce something coming out of here. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's no swiping involved, but right. no, no who swiping. knows about the next iteration of <laughs> no it? Yeah. At least yeah. not then. Yeah, right? <laughs> we are in Vegas, but yeah. um, interesting, interesting. Okay, so I have to ask you about this, too. Yes. I, this, I thought this was super cool. So recently, probably a couple weeks ago, yep. you published the 75 ways yes. in which retail is going to change within the next decade. Yep. Talk to us about that. Sure. So it's been interesting sort of seeing the whole, you know, retail apocalypse. Yes, there's an apocalypse. No, there's not an apocalypse. Let's spend a lot of time saying, no, no, everybody got it wrong. And it's not really the sort of the core issue. Um, Retail is fundamentally changing. You know, I don't think you can argue with that. I think a lot of the pushback against the apocalypse was sort of saying, okay, no, nothing's changing. We can continue business as usual. And we believe very much that that's not the case. We believe that, you know, unlike the past few decades when shopping really hasn't changed all that much, we're going to go through just tremendous change over these next 10 years. So these 75 sort of predictions or trends are really just, you know, 75 different ways that we see the industry changing, we see consumers changing, there are things that people have to be thinking about as they're preparing for the future, whether it be, you know, the um, millennials moving into management positions in the industry, Gen Z becoming a core part of the workforce, you know, all the way to, you know, robotics in the store and how that's going to impact the experience or impulse purchases moving throughout the store as we get to an era of cashierless checkout when you won't be standing in line and waiting to grab that, you know, pack of chewing gum or candy bar. Yeah. And are you using that as you're thinking about content for the future? Is that kind of your North Star for the organization? Or how do you apply those to the Shop Talk kind of life after Shop Talk? That's a good question. And we actually directly correlate our predictions and our table talks, which are the roundtable discussions uh, that people are having. So the 10 topics that you could elect to discuss are the 10 topics that our 75 trends are all arranged around. The wording's slightly different, but they're all, you know, um, equivalent. So that's one way that we do it because we feel like these are all really critical things that people need to be thinking about, whether it's, you know, store design or AI and machine learning or uh, your uh, operational efficiency. They're all, all critical topics. 
So how did you arrive then on 75? Like, what was the thought process there? Honestly, we did a massive brain dump, and then we you know, eliminated maybe a third of those, and then we went back to it, and we just went over and over again, and then we ended up roughly at 75. I think we're at, like, 73 or something. We're like, okay, we can get we two can get more. There. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we also circulated it to people, including to you guys, and yep. you provided some input. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to make this uh, you know, a collective effort. It yeah. wasn't just us. It was more an attempt to get it right and to you know talk about the things happening in the industry now is this something to answer point is this a, is this a document that's going to live and breathe as well do you think it'll ebb and flow and change and be republished year after year or how do you think about that I wouldn't commit to sort of a set republication right. schedule, that but certainly, sense. yeah. Yeah, sure, right. Zia's got uh, another conference and, to put and on. And you've got to figure out. Months here. And it shouldn't necessarily have to, right? Yeah. I think Although I could say yes, and you probably forget by next year that I never told you we'd publish it again. <laughs> oh, we hold you to it. You know our reputation. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so certainly we'll update it, and we'll continue to look at what's changing and you know, add things to it. Who knows? We could have come up with an, you know, a list of 100 next year, because you know we may swap some out and add a whole bunch, because yeah. by next year there will be things we didn't even think about. Right, yeah, it's changing that fast yeah so one last question as you are thinking about um, next year and kind of all the planning and preparation that went into this shop talk what will you change about next year is there anything you do differently I think we'll learn a lot from the programs that we're launching this year okay it's hard to say exactly what's going to change because we come out and we spend a lot of time going through feedback we you know uh, pour over the customer you know, survey results we go through uh, you know our own assessment of what worked and didn't and yeah. honestly we'll probably retire some programs bring some other new ones in iterate others um, it's just hard to know at this point which ones are gonna you know change the most right and I know you did mention that over 30 percent of the speakers this year are women and you're yep. going in the next couple of years to yep. get to half of the we state. are we okay. feel like that's just incredibly important and it's something that I don't you know, I, I know for sure no other industry event has done and even more broadly within you know other industries I think it's you know it's a goal we should all be working toward but one that most people unfortunately haven't been able to achieve so we'd like to be a leader in that space well thank you for doing that Thanks. yeah we applaud you for that to go that Thanks. bold and that public with that commitment that's okay. fantastic yeah and so what's next so grocery shop in the, in the fall grocery shop is coming up in September so we'll turn our attention to that in addition to you know reviewing what happened here over the next few weeks um, and so we'll be pushing forward aggressively with that event which is set to get much bigger this year so we've already started the recruiting process for speakers for that event we have kind of a tentative agenda but that will evolve quite a lot and we'll be you know coming out with a fresh new look at grocery shop shortly oh great Please. and that's in vegas as well back in vegas yeah also vegas. at the venetian and the yeah. venetian okay yeah. this year it's at the venetian it is it is it is know it well yeah all right well awesome well that's been great and what do you say we get to get out of here on how millennial I are love you it. all right all right we'll start with our first question so when the option is available are you using a mobile payment or a credit card? I'm unfortunately going to have to give the non-millennial answer, which really? is credit card. Really? Yeah. Okay. I told you I'm going to be so that, so that millennial. Fantastic. Now, yeah. why? Okay, you're going to have to say why. I don't know. I guess just just have it. I do have mobile payments. I, okay, so you perfect. Do. Yeah, yeah. No, they I'm are installed. Them. Yeah, yeah. No, they're okay. all installed. They're all readily available. <laughs> I so just you, don't. You just choose to yeah. use a credit card. Yeah. Right? Yep. Come on. And my kids are diehard Venmo users, and yeah, yeah just. Yeah, see, I'm not on that. I can't get. I am so into like Apple Pay and things of that yeah. nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Venmo, I can't get on. So. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Um, how many times have you used an app to order food or coffee or drink in the last week? 
three. Okay. All right. All right. Is that millennial? That's millennial. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that's millennial some, level. Some people yeah. say zero. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, no. Oh, yeah. Some people no. say zero. No. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Yeah. If you could only use one social app for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Only use one social app. That's a good question. Um, I am one of those who has moved away from some social network usage. Okay. I would say the two that I continue to use, and I know that's uh, a cop out, but that's are okay. still Twitter and LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I don't use social networks for personal reasons in particular. So for professional reasons, those are the two that I've I would stuck I, with. I think, and don't you think, like in the last three guests we've asked that question, I think LinkedIn has been the popular yeah, answer for almost anyone in business now yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I use it more than I do Twitter. It used to be the opposite, but these days I found LinkedIn more effective. And Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's business and news sources and, I mean, even yeah. some personal following too. I mean, it's kind of everything in one, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But I know that's a very unmillennial answer. I mean... You'd be surprised. There's yeah. there's been a few millennials who I think are starting to move into that space more. I mean, right. Moving, or people who are really separating. You know, I use this app for personal and this for business. Or right. Like that. So. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, it's a very millennial app in the sense of like you're not handing business cards out anymore. No. You right. know, and it shrinks the whole. Even like today at this trade show, when you said there's you know thousands of people here, you are connected to them in a different way because of that app. And right. That in and of itself is very millennial. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No. I th- yeah. I think you did okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You started the model. That's it. That's all. Okay. Okay. You know. You are you gonna develop a how Gen Z are you? We might. We might. Uh, that might be next, next year for grocery shopping. Yeah. yeah. I don't we'll know if our brains are you know dexterous <laughs> yeah. enough to do that at our age now, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. But hey, that was awesome. Thanks so yes. much for stopping by. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. We know how busy you are, and so this really means a lot to us. I'm sure the audience is gonna love hearing about Shop Talk. Absolutely, you guys. Everyone knows out there. We're huge fans of this show. The energy is just palpable. Again, Zia from Shop Talk, thank you so much. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, Market Beyond. If you're interested in checking out Market Beyond, you can stop by their booth at booth number 2529 and also check them out at themarketbeyond.com. To everyone out there, from Ann on my behalf as well, be careful out there. <laughs>